Welcome to Roll Call Radio on the Warrior Alliance Network. And I'm your host, Nikki Landry, with Matt Grob, who is the Atlanta Regional Veterans Employment Coordinator for the U.S. Department of Labor, Veterans Employment and Training Services, and the Chief Strategy Officer for Vetlanta. Thank you, Matt, for being here today with us on the Warrior Alliance Network. Thanks, Nikki, for having me. So, Matt, give us your background. Sure. I retired from the Army about six years ago, and when I retired, I was stationed over in Germany, and I actually had a job lined up in the exact same office that I was working in. But at that time, this thing called sequestration was happening. The Army had a hiring freeze, and I was actually frozen out of the job and couldn't start. We had to come back here and basically start all over. And I was really not prepared for that. I thought I had a pretty good job lined up. That didn't work out. And I came back here, and when I was trying to find a job here in the Atlanta area, I was struggling quite a bit. It was a very difficult time for me to understand how to translate my skills, how to talk to companies, how to identify where I might be a good fit or what might be a good translation of my skills into corporate America and just kind of had a hard time of it. It took me almost a year to find full-time employment. So I experienced going from the highs of running billion-dollar programs at the Department of Defense to all of a sudden, you know, working part-time at a retail outlet. Through that process, I found out a lot about myself and really kind of an understanding that it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me struggling to find employment. This was happening quite a bit. A lot of other veterans were having the same experience and they were having the same struggles. And so I started to look at it differently, saying maybe there's something we can do about it. So I kind of found my purpose while I was finding a job. I came across an organization, Hire Heroes USA, which is based here, and actually was a client of theirs first. So when I did find a job, I started volunteering with them. And then when an opportunity came available, I actually got hired on to that organization to provide that coaching and, and assistance to veterans and military spouses that I myself struggled with and found that to be very meaningful. That kind of began my journey into veterans employment space. About a year after that, I came across this opportunity the U.S. Department of Labor. They were creating this new capability to do kind of the same thing, but on the employer side and working with employers on their veteran hiring programs. And it was a new capability that they had just started up. And I thought that would be a great fit for what I do. Ended up getting that job. So I've been doing that for the last three and a half years now. Take us on the journey of how you got involved with Vetlana. It was exactly the network that I was looking for in my job search. What I really kind of learned is that that I did have the skills. I did have something that was valuable. I eventually figured out how to write a meaningful resume that people would actually take a look at and not throw away. But really what I didn't have was the network or really the skills to use a network and leverage it. And through meeting a couple folks at, at an event, Vetlanta kind of became known. And I found that that was exactly the network that I was looking for that I needed. So I jumped on that and said, how can we help? And we started bringing the, uh, the organizations together. So your full-time job, though, is with the Department of Labor. Yes. What have you found in the Department of Labor challenges are veterans facing going into the workforce? No two stories are exactly alike, but a lot of them are very similar. You know, over the last five or six years, we've made tremendous progress on helping veterans understand before they get out how to write a resume and how to prepare for interviews and how to conduct a job search. For example, our agency actually administers the Department of Labor employment workshop, which is part of the transition assistance program in the military. It's mandatory before you actually get out. That was not in place when I transitioned. I had absolutely no idea. I had no instruction on that whatsoever. And what are you saying now? We're starting to see prior to people getting out, we're trying to prevent unemployment instead
instead of treating it after it happens. But we've also seen a lot of great nonprofit organizations stand up across the, the U.S. and really kind of mature into the space that provide that continuity. What are some of the trends that you're seeing with veterans coming out of service? Some of the general trends that you will see with veterans coming out of service is veterans probably go through an average of three jobs within 18 months. That's a fairly common uh, experience. And there's a number of reasons for that. Probably some of the common reasons are they need a job just to continue to cash flow and pay for their family, aren't really necessarily sure where they fit. They don't know what they really want to do or what the, what they would be good at in the civilian market. So it takes them some time to figure that out. Usually within that, you start to see it's transition is not an event. It's a process. And that process can be, you know, two, three, four, five years for some of them before they really start to feel their stride on where they fit in the civilian sector. How difficult is it for a veteran to convert their military job into a civilian job? There seems to be this perception that people want to do the exact same thing for the rest of their lives. Uh, Not understanding that many people join the military specifically because they want to do their service and they want to get their benefits and then move on and do something different. A good example that I use when talking to people is you may have a number of people that may have been a medic, for example. And so they did that while they were in service, but as they're coming out, they don't want to do that anymore. They want to do something different. Maybe they want to become an IT person or maybe they want to learn about finance and they want to do something different. So now you have what their experience and training in the military doesn't match their career path going forward. So not only are they looking for a new job, they have to learn new skill sets in a whole new industry that they didn't have before. And oh, by the way, they probably have family now. So there's pressure on there to find a job. And we work quite a bit on building registered apprenticeship programs uh, with companies because we find that that model is actually a really good fit for companies. And it's a really great fit for some veterans as well, especially certain ones that maybe you don't need a four-year college degree for that. Maybe you just need a two-year or technical certification, but you need to go into a training program for that. And what's the correlation between that and the Department of Labor? So we actually work with companies to build that. And the great thing about registered apprenticeship programs is that when they're approved to the U.S. Department of Labor, they're also co-registered with the Veterans Affairs and approved for for your, your benefits as well. So you can receive benefits in addition to and that can help offset some of that cost, whether it's for tuition for the school as you're learning how to be an IT person or or whether you're learning uh, you know, some basics on finance or whatever that specialty is. And you also can receive uh, your housing stipend, which can help out quite a bit and, and provide that little bit of stability. As you go through the program, you have at least some kind of cash flow that supplements your wages. Uh, so that's usually a good model that we talk about and, and recommend. Is it when they're out of the service they have those benefits? It's when they're out. So when, when they're out, they can do that. There's also the DOD SkillBridge program. Can you tell us a little bit about that as well, please? Under the same law that created the mandatory Department of Labor Employment Workshop they have to go through. It also created the ability for the Department of Defense to allow service members within their last six months to do interns and fellowships with companies. Uh, what that basically means is it's like an extended interview and kind of transition experience that service members can do with companies that sponsor them. And the great thing for the uh, the companies, it's not a paid internship. You don't have to pay them wages because they're on the Department of Defense's role. So it's much more of an experiential interview drawn out over a longer time where they can kind of figure out, hey, is this really the right fit for me? Or how do I adapt without that pressure of you're out today, you don't have a paycheck tomorrow, go find a job. It allows you that time to figure things out while you still have that sense of stability and while you're still in uniform. And you start to see that those that participate in the programs are usually uh, are coming out with a job offer in hand or already selected and they already have that kind of taken care of. And once you have that kind of job secure,
disappeared, it really alleviates so much other stress. I heard that through the American Job Center system, veterans have preferences on being hired. Uh, any of the services and programs administered through the American Job Center system, by law, veterans receive priority of service, which means they get seen ahead of or instead of a non-veteran. So, for example, if you have a, a program where employers are saying, hey, we have a high demand for cybersecurity people, we have a program that is funded so that the job candidate does not have to pay out of pocket for a cybersecurity certification or a course on that, or if it's writing code, you know, and they say, we will pay for that. We will use Department of Labor's money to pay for that training. And it comes down to two candidates. One is a veteran and one is a non-veteran. They are both otherwise equally qualified. The veteran will receive that program. So that's one thing that we also recommend that's also available to veterans to use those career centers out there because it's a great resource for them. It's provided by Uncle Sam and administered through the states. In a lot of the areas, you may see additional state benefits on top of what federal programs are also available. What's the website that somebody could go to to find out everything you're talking about? Our agency's website at www.veterans.gov. And when you go there, you will see a series of boxes across the top. So depending on whether you are looking for a job, you'll say, find a job, click on that box. You can search for your nearest career center. And you'll have information there on how you can actually contact that career center and actually start that network in a rapport before you even show up. Companies don't always understand the equivalencies between the military leadership courses and the technical training that they receive as equivalencies. They don't always recognize it. So if they see that and don't understand it, they usually just skip over that. So that's one of the things that we're actually working with on the employer side is saying, hey, no, that's actually very valuable. That's exactly what you're looking for in veterans because you will not see civilian candidates with that equivalent right. experience. What kind of added value has Vetlana seen by being partners with us? We actually have been needing to have this type of organization in the community for a while. We made the early decision in Vetlanta's early years in its infancy to be a non-funded organization. Now you have a summit coming up in May. We do. It'll be our second quarter summit of 19 and we're happy to say that that's going to be sponsored by AMB Group at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and that is uh, the summit where we uh, plan to formally announce the partnership with the Warrior Alliance. That whole summit dedicated to the Warrior Alliance, if you will, its debutante ball. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you came by and were able to share your story with us on the Warrior Alliance Network and it's great to get to know you and we look forward to our continued relationship with Vetlana and Department of Labor too, right? We can't leave that's, them out. That's right. So that's that's right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Nikki.